The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I wanted to take a few minutes to see if there's any questions about the practice, the metta practice, or comments about what you experienced. Yeah, I want you to use the mic. You have to push the button on the side. That was the hardest thing I've done in a long time. Mm. Uh, my easy being is my daughter who makes me laugh, makes me smile. It's, it's fun to be with. She's interesting. Uh, so that's not the problem. It's just my own stuff started to come up. Absolutely. And, and that's, so your own stuff starts to come up. And as I said, that's, the natu- that's a natural consequence. It's, it seems to, I think it's working. It's working. Um, it's a natural consequence of the practice to see, you know, even with people that we love and care about, just how much can be uh, kind of burdening us in that relationship. It wasn't even so much the relationship as in uh, how I relate to uh, all those qualities. I see. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, For example, the world for me is not a safe place based on my life experiences. Yes. It's not safe at all. And uh, happiness, I haven't experienced happiness until recently. I mean, these are all things that... um, so, been, I mean, so, health has been good, but... <laughs> yeah, so there are some things to say about this, actually. Um, and this is something that we need to face, actually, uh, in this exploration. What does it mean to wish for health, safety, well-being, ease, when, in particular, safety is not a guarantee? You know, it's... Uh, um, health is not a guarantee. I mean, that aging, illness, death are givens... <laughs> Health is not. Um, And uh, safety is not a given. And so what does it mean to wish for safety in the the face of the, you know, the truth of impermanent, unreliable, out of control? You know, essentially this is... So these are some of the truths that we open to through our our mindfulness practice that, that that... our, our lives are not controllable. There's not guarantee of safety. Things that we love will go away. Things that we don't love will be with us. And so that there's that reality. And so there's that reality of impermanent, unreliable, out of control. And then there's the wish that we have for well-being, for happiness, for safety. And sometimes we have the, the idea in our minds that as we really understand that things are impermanent, unreliable, out of control, that there's no guarantee of safety, then the wish for safety is invalid. We feel that. We think something like that, that it's, it, it's not a valid wish to wish for safety if it's not possible. And so what this practice actually asks us to do is make the wish. It's the wish that we have. It's not a demand for it to be to be the case. And the wish is what opens our heart to others, that wish for safety. And we connect also to the vulnerability of that, of that wish. But we are, we are uh, expressing that wish rather than um, making a demand. 
you will be safe, you will be. So this is why it's phrased in the, in the request, may you be, may you be happy, may you be safe, may I be happy, may I be safe. And essentially I look at the metta practice and the mindfulness practice actually both is kind of opening to both these truths of impermanent, unreliable, out of control, and these very deep wishes which are kind of embedded in our, in our, human, in our humanness these wishes for being safe and happy and healthy. It's, it's, it's a natural wish of caring and connection that we wish this for ourselves and for others. And the practices support us stretching our hearts to hold both, to not deny the truth and not repress or deny that that's a wish for our happiness and well-being. And so this is, it's kind of almost a paradox of how the heart can hold both. How can the heart hold both the truth of impermanent, unreliable, out of control, and that wish? It is possible. And it's, 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 it's almost heartbreaking in its poignancy as the heart can open to both of those. The heart can feel the openness. It's almost like the heart begins to feel like jelly, You know, it's like, rather than being tightened against the world of impermanent, unreliable, out of control, it it begins to wiggle with that. And that openness allows us to be more responsive and connected. Not only when beings are happy and, and having joy, but also when they're suffering. And so that, it's a great question, and it's, it's, it's a universal question. So it's not just you that has that that uh, feeling, yeah. So thank you for, for asking that, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um. Um, so I was <coughs> struggling with this because um, um, the the hard part for me was the healthy and safe because I, I have a critical illness. Um, and when I had someone I love actually say those wishes to me, I felt something in, in my heart actually pushing it back. Like, you can't make me safe. You can't make me healthy. Um, and so I switched to a different person you know when how you you mention your cat, and um, I I take hikes regularly uh, during the week, and there is this adorable deer that I see mm. every time, and and I took that, and at the end, you know when you are saying the person is talking to me, I was like, how am I going to make that deer wish me? <laughs> you know, I was like, this is impossible. But then. Somehow, it was kind of um, a language that was not words anymore, mm-hmm. right? It was like, oh, you can feel something in me that's good. You, you yes. are connecting with this. Yes. And so I felt that it was beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So is it okay to switch? Um, I, I, I would say whatever works. Mm. <laughs> Is, is the approach, especially at the beginning. Mm. Yeah, so it's fine. It's fine to switch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm behind you. 
It is on, but you might turn it up a little bit. Turn the green one up a little bit. Hello, hello. It's on. It's on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, my question is like, I found this practice to be relatively easy. Um, I'm just confused because um, so the people actually thought of two people. Thought of my little cousins, Gavin and Morgan. He, Gavin is 11, Morgan's tw seven. And, um, oh, it is working. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I am, uh, then after thinking about them and um, requesting them to be safe and free from suffering, I was thinking about myself and I was thinking about, and this sounds, this might sound really weird, but this is me being vulnerable. I thought about me being taken care of and um, I don't know, I just, I'm just asking like, why was this really hard? Because I didn't find it really hard because safety, being free from suffering and feeling joyful, like those are fundamental human needs and wants. And I just gave myself permission to feel. And like suffering is different from pain. Like pain's inevitable, suffering's optional. So like, we don't have to suffer. Um, and so I was just confused as to why people said that it was really hard for them because I just gave myself permission to feel because I felt like if I resisted, I don't know, I don't want to forebode joy anymore. Um, forebode joy uh -huh. um, because, I mean, I'm not, I give myself permission to feel and like request safety and joy not because, like I do it because it's just the, best thing I could do for myself. Well, and in fact, the Buddha says something like that, that, you know, we could search the whole world and not find anybody more worthy of that love than ourselves. And we are all worthy of that. And I would say that I'm really happy for you that it's easy uh, and and different minds, um, you know, some some others may have also found it easy, um, or that that it's just like, oh yeah, this is what I've been wanting to do, just wish myself well, um, and yet minds are so different, and so some, for some this can be a really easy doorway, and actually I would encourage you to continue with it if it's easy in this way, because. Um, you know, with meditation, it's often useful to start where it's easiest. And as the metta practice, we are doing that. We're starting with where it's easiest, with, with this easy being and with ourselves. Um, starting where it's easiest is a great doorway in um, to the practice. And pretty much any pathway into the Dharma will connect to all the others eventually. So I'm happy for you that it's, that it's easy. <laughs> Thank you. And so um, let's um, move on to a walking. And basically the instructions in the walking practice are um, the same, except that we're moving. So for this walking period, <clears throat> we'll have about half an hour for walking until 10.40. Yeah, until 10.40. Um, I would encourage you to bring, it's like pretend like you're taking a walk with this easy being. You know, being with this being while you're walking. And again, it may be using their name or just a sense of being with them um, while you're walking. And usually with the metta practice, um, the slow walking is not necessary. 
um, you know, if you're doing the really slow walking, you're trying to do something extra because our main focus here is on continuing to, to connect with these phrases. And so the instructions for the metta practice while walking are to connect with your heart. And I'd say at the very beginning, um, find a pace that feels comfortable with your heart. You know, take your heart for a walk and find a pace that feels comfortable for your heart. And then bringing your easy being to mind, beginning again to wish those phrases of, of well-being. I use the classic phrases, the classic translated into English phrases, <laughs> expressing these four aspects <clears throat> of well-being. Um, if there are other phrases that you connect with more, I mean, some of you may have done uh, metta practice and have had other, other phrases, um, you're welcome to play with what phrases resonate for you. Creativity in the metta practice is encouraged, you know, what is it that evokes... I mean, like, as we, we noticed earlier, words are very powerful, right? And so, um, what are words for happiness that resonate for you? Delight. May you be delighted in your life. I mean, what, what are the words that resonate for you? So you're welcome to play with the words that are used in terms of finding words that, that work. Sometimes I find flipping it to... Um, Negative phrases can be helpful. It depends. Some people wishing, may you be happy, may you be healthy, is great. For others, it, it can be, um, may you be free from struggle, may you be free from uh, harm, may you, be free f- may, may you be free from danger. So sometimes the negative phrasing is supportive. You could play with that. Um, but, but feeling free to, to play with it. Um, Let's see, anything else? And again, if the mind wanders or gets lost, just reconnecting with the heart. And again, re- remembering to notice, how does it land? How does it land to make these, these wishes? And you're also welcome during this walking to play with that, um, uh, the last part that I offered of your easy being offering you the wishes uh, in whatever way that, that works for you. So we have about half an hour for, uh, for walking, and um, I can ring this bell, so you can just do the walking. Um, I'll ring the bell at about 5.35 after, 11, 10.35. And so if you have a watch and you do take a longer walk, you're welcome to just do this as a walk. Just walk through the neighborhood. It's a great way to see how this practice can be used much more generally. I, I've used this practice while in grocery stores and airports. And so just, you know, take a walk and explore connecting with these, uh, these wishes while just walking at a kind of a normal pace. Um, and so have, if you have a watch, just be sure to be back in the vicinity at about 10.35 so you can hear the bell. And we'll meet in here again at 10.40. Enjoy your walk.